I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. I am Michelle Grosser. I'm your master coach, and I'm so grateful you're here. Thanks again for listening. You guys are the best. And to thank you, I have prepared a gift for you that I really want to put in your hands. Here's how it works. If you can leave a five-star rating for the show and a short review, take a screenshot of it, share it to social media, tag me at michellegrosser.coach. And when you do that, I'm going to send you a list of powerful nervous system regulating resources. These are my favorite exercises that I teach. I use them myself when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm feeling exhausted and burned out, and I want to get them in your hands. So go ahead, leave the show a five-star rating, write a short review, something that you've learned, what you love about the show. Go ahead, take a screenshot of it, share it on your socials and tag me, and I will send you a list of regulation resources that you can try. There's a lot of stuff on there. 
Um, so I would just encourage you to try each resource and just really notice how your nervous system seems to respond. The ones that seem to work best for you, tuck those away in your back pocket and you can keep using them. Okay. So on Monday, next Monday, um, when our next episode drops, registration will open for our Summer of Self-Love Challenge. I am so pumped about this challenge, you guys. It's completely free. It's a five-day challenge. I'm going to be sending you an email every day with this short coaching video, like one or two minutes, just really teaching and coaching. And then it's going to accompany a challenge for the day all about true self-care, true self-love. I'm not talking about one-offs like a long weekend or a mani-pedi. I love those things. But these are practices. These are ways of being that really show and extend self-compassion and self-care. So I'm so excited for us to all jump in this together because I'm with you guys. Like As a mom, as a business owner, we are all so good at loving others and being so kind to others and so giving and so generous and all these beautiful things. And this is an opportunity for us to turn the tables and turn all of that goodness inward and just practice our muscle of receiving, which is all tied to worthiness. And every single one of you are worthy of self-love and self-care and self-compassion. So we're going to spend five days doing that. What better time to do it than in the middle of summer? Um, our schedules have all been a little whack the last few weeks. At least I know mine has. So my kids have gotten out of school, just getting into the swing of, of summer. Um, and then I know that it's going to change again when school starts. So this is a good opportunity for us to kind of pause midsummer, evaluate, check in on ourselves and really start some, some beautiful practices, um, to grow in our, our self-love, our self-compassion and our ability to receive all the good, all the beautiful things out there for us. Okay. So we're talking about rest today. I actually did a podcast recording yesterday. My guest and I were talking about the importance of rest. And I brought up this idea that in the past few years, I guess, I was really starting to take stock intentionally and purposefully about whether the things that I was doing, particularly in the evening hours or in that like mid-afternoon lull, <laughs> was actually like recharging or if I was actually just numbing out or dissociating because I was dysregulated. And as soon as I actually started to pay attention to it, you guys, I realized that a lot of the things that I thought was like, quote unquote, resting was not actually making me feel rested at all, but it was probably actually further contributing to my dysregulation. So before we jump into the difference between actually recharging and then being in this space of dissociating or numbing out or disconnecting, I kind of want to give you this visual that's really helped me be intentional about how I'm recharging. So think of your phone. Think of your cell phone. We all have it. We all know how to use it. We all know, you know, to a certain extent how it functions, right? I plug it in. It recharges um, the battery and then I can use it. And think of yourself as, as your phone for a second. Like your phone, you can lay your phone down, right? Put it on your table, put it on your desk and it, it rests there. But it's actually not connected to any source that will recharge it. So it's resting. Maybe the battery isn't being used at the same rate it would if you were actively using it, right? Maybe your battery is not being depleted at the same pace. So it's resting there, 
but it's not actually recharging if you just put it down somewhere. It's resting, but it's not actually recharging. In order for that phone to recharge, we all know, right? You have to lay it like on the charging dock or you have to plug it in. You have to connect it to a source of power, a source of energy. And the same is true for us and our bodies. Like I, there are so many things that I can do that I can call quote unquote rest, but are they actually connecting me to a source of energy? Are they actually connecting me to a source of power that leaves me with a full battery that leaves me feeling like I'm energized and focused and ready to do the things that I've got to do. So it's really an analysis of like, am I resting? Am I just like doing things that are are labeled rest, but aren't actually recharging me? Or am I connecting myself to a source of energy? Am I connecting myself to a source of power that is actually going to bring about true rest and recharging? Okay, I hope that helps. I love that visual. I think it's powerful. I think it's a good reminder for us. I want to bring you guys three powerful ways to actually recharge, to actually reset your nervous system and recharge, bring yourself more energy. Before we do that, though, I just want to take a minute to talk about the difference between recharging and numbing out. Because again, this is all a practice of awareness, right? Once we're like able to understand the difference, we can notice it in ourselves, in our patterns, in our habits, and be like, oh, This, I used to think this was restful, but this is actually me just numbing out. So let's talk about the difference and then let's talk about some ways in which I think you guys can actually recharge that are so beneficial for your energy level and your nervous system. So recharging. Recharging is connecting to that power source, right? Refilling your battery. So recharging is life-giving. It brings you peace. It brings you a sense of calm. It brings you more energy. It makes you feel better, right? You're more focused. You're more present. You're you're less frantic. Your mind's not going at like 100 miles an hour all the time. You are recharging. Numbing out, on the other hand, is dissociating. Numbing out is disconnecting. And it's often confused or it's often masked as resting and recharging but it's actually not. It's actually a state of our nervous system and a state of nervous system dysregulation that's called dorsal vagal shutdown. And it's a stress response due to our nervous system being over capacity. It's overwhelmed. So way too much is coming at us. It's coming way too soon. It's coming way too fast. And what happens is that then our body is thrown into this stress response, right? And maybe it amps up and we feel super anxious and irritable and high strung. And the thing with that is that our bodies can only live in that space for so long, right? And when our bodies, when our nervous systems become overwhelmed with all of that, we crash and it sends us into this dorsal vagal state, this shutdown state to try to protect us, right? It's that freeze response. It's it's a coping mechanism. So while it has an intended effect of, of keeping you safe and conserving energy, The truth is that in that moment, 7 p.m., 8, 9, 10 p.m. at night when you're at home, you're likely not facing a real threat of danger. But here's the thing is that your body has been under chronic stress for so long that it's confusing a real threat from a perceived threat, right? So it's sensing some sort of perceived threat based on your life experience, your childhood experiences, your traumas, the things that you've gone through. 
and it's, it's perceiving some sort of threat and it's shutting you down. So you think you're resting when you're scrolling social media or mindlessly staring at the TV or just spacing out or drinking three glasses of wine to try to take the edge off, right? I.e. dissociate. But you really got to start getting curious. Like, am I actually recharging right now? Am I connecting to a source of energy and power? Or is my nervous system so dysregulated and so overwhelmed that I'm coping with it by numbing out, spacing out, and I'm not actually going to feel better. It's all a practice of self-awareness, you guys. It's all a practice of self-discovery. It's paying attention to how your body responds to certain things that you do. So just notice, like, does scrolling social media from, I don't know, 10, 10 p.m. to midnight every night actually recharge you? Like notice how you feel afterwards. If you feel anxious or jittery or crappy about yourself, or you notice that, you know, then your mind is racing through all of these different things and you're thinking about sixth grade when you were bullied or I don't, I don't know, like all of this stuff and you're not sleeping particularly well that night. Like it's just a practice of noticing, right? Does going to bed super late and then, I don't know, sleeping until 9am, like does that actually help you recharge? Or do you wake up feeling groggy, right? That that afternoon lull hits. Does laying down at, at 2 p.m. and not being able to actually nap, does that make you feel recharged and refreshed? Maybe it does, but I would encourage you and invite you to notice if it doesn't because there might be some better alternatives for you, right? There might be some actual self-care options for you that actually allow you to connect to that power source and recharge. This is true self-care, you guys. It's one more reason to sign up for our summer challenge when registration opens next week. The challenge starts on July 31st and it runs that first week of August and it's all via email. So every single one of you should be able to participate. But this is what we're going to go over in more depth, right? Ways in which we can show ourselves care and love that help us to recharge and reconnect to our energy and our power source. So I want to go through three things that really help me recharge. They work for my clients. I think they will work for you guys too. Number one, get outside. (laughs) Get outside, especially if you can in the morning. Sunshine, right? There is something about getting into sunshine, having it on your skin, getting that bright light into your eyes in the morning that really helps to set and stabilize your circadian rhythm. It helps your sleep-wake cycles. It helps you better align with the natural just cycle of like day and night. Um, So getting sunshine, getting outside, especially as early as you can in the day is really, really energizing, you guys. Fresh air, like move, put your bare feet in the grass. It's powerful. Take your shoes off, take your socks off, put your bare feet in the grass. Guys, there's an electrical flow. There's a conduction that occurs between our skin and the earth, right? When they come into contact, when they touch, when we walk barefoot on grass or dirt or sand, it increases our circulation, it decreases inflammation, it activates our vagus nerve, which if you guys have been hanging around here long enough, you know that that's our largest nerve in the autonomic nervous system. This massive nerve that extends 
um, from our brain all the way down to our, all of our major organs. And it plays a key role in our heart function and our lung function and our digestive function. Um, so it's really, really powerful for us to put our bare feet in the grass and connect with the earth <laughs> beneath us. There's something that happens there that is energizing. And the thing I love about this is that you don't have to do this for like two hours. It doesn't have to be this big practice. Like grab your kids, bring them outside, take your shoes off and sit out there, lay out there, walk out there when they're playing. Or if it's during the day when you're working, like I like to set timers. I'll work for like a 50 minute block and then I'll go spend five minutes just walking outside barefoot in the sunshine on the grass. However, it works for you. This doesn't have to be some big thing, but I promise you getting outside getting some sunshine, breathing some fresh air, moving and putting your bare feet on the earth will recharge you. Do you often find yourself working really hard to keep everyone around you happy? Do you often wonder if others like you or or maybe what they think about you? Do you struggle to set boundaries? You really love being connected to others. Maybe you trust others really easily. How about this one? Do you tend to be quite talkative? You might have thought all of these were just parts of your personality, but they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, You subconsciously build a defense against that overwhelm. And then over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. But rather, they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are, but rather what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes. Or go to michellegrosser.com slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. Number two, move and nourish your body. Move and nourish your body. And I wish this didn't work so well so I didn't have to always be coming on here and being another person telling you to exercise. But guys, this works so freaking good that I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't constantly talk about it. And again, it doesn't have to be this big, super intense, rigid, like you don't have to go to CrossFit. You don't have to have this big workout routine. You don't have to like build a gym in your garage. Walk around the block. Do some stretching or some yoga, right? Do 50 jumping jacks and see how you feel. I tell you sometimes like I'm so tired and all I want to do is take a nap. And I know you guys have been there, right? And I'll go and I lay down in the middle of the day and I like just stare at the ceiling for 20 minutes while I'm thinking about all the things I got to do today. And I start getting really frustrated because I can't fall asleep and I feel worse after. And that's me, right? Maybe you don't have that same experience. Maybe you do. 
But instead, instead of doing that, I could use that half hour to exercise or move my body. And I know that for me, I am guaranteed to feel better. If I move my body for 20 minutes, I will feel energized, like a hundred out of a hundred. I've never jumped on my treadmill or gone for a walk around the block or put on like a YouTube yoga thing for 15 minutes and then felt more tired or more exhausted or more blah and yuck afterward. I always feel better. I always feel clearer. I always feel lighter. I always feel more energized. And then I end up actually making better choices about what I put in my body. (laughs) And that's a habit for me, right? When I exercise and move my body, I notice that I tend to drink more water. I notice that I tend to choose healthier snacks. Like it's when I'm in a rut of not exercising and not moving my body that I eat a bunch of crap because I'm feeling like crap and then I eat like crap and it's just this awful self-perpetuating like cycle. So move your body. Start with five minutes. Start with 10 minutes. It will make such a difference. In the same call I was on um, yesterday, the same podcast recording, my guest was also telling me that she has this like amazing 22-minute nap, afternoon nap routine. She puts on brown noise. She reads like two or three minutes in a book that she's read a hundred times. So it's like kind of boring. And that like lulls her to sleep. And she sleeps for like, she has it down to a science. She sleeps for like 17 minutes, I think is what she said. And then she gets up and she feels so much better. And if something like that works for you, I love it. Do it. But what I'm saying, the point here is just you got to notice, you got to take inventory, you got to become aware of what's actually energizing you and what's not, right? So that's movement. And the same is true with food. <laughs> like I know if I'm feeling blah and tired and I eat, I don't know, half a bag of Doritos or I like bust out the Ben and Jerry's, my body usually feels like crap after. Do I still do it sometimes? Yes, because I'm human and it's freaking delicious. But also like that's my body, right? If I just made myself an equally delicious smoothie or if I grabbed like, I don't know, trail mix instead of just like the bag of just M&Ms, that would actually give me more energy. I know that. It connects me to a better source of power. It makes me feel better. So just be honest with yourself. I'm not saying like no garbage and you have to be on this strict like routine of what you eat and how you move your body. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is take stock of what your end goal is, right? If your end goal is to feel more energized, if your end goal is actually to recharge and feel better and have more focus and be more productive or more present, all of these things, you know, then is what you're doing actually moving you toward that goal? Is it actually moving you toward that goal? And only you can decide that, right? Just be honest with yourself. And in that, I mean, this is a this is a practice of trends, right? So it's not like, oh, I, ha- I had a day where I, ha- I don't know, like I, I I did have ice cream at two p.m. and it made me feel like crap. Like this is a this is a life pattern. This is a practice. So it's about trends. If you're trending in a way that, for the most part, you make decisions and do things that are energizing and are um, recharging to your body and your nervous system, you're in great shape. We're not going to get it right all the time, but we want to be trending in a way that is actually moving us toward our energy goals or our goals around how we want to feel, which is really, really powerful thing to start becoming aware of. 
Okay, so that's number two, move and nourish your body. And then number three is to do something that brings you joy. Brings you joy. Doing something that brings you joy is a great, powerful way to recharge, my friends. You have to do something. You know, it's not something you have to do. It's not something like that's actually a coping mechanism. (laughs) Like, I don't know, um, online shopping, for example. But I'm talking about something that like brings up that that bubbly kind of joy inside of you, like that I cannot wait anticipation inside of you. And you have to figure out and notice what that is for you. Like if it's cheap reality TV because you look forward to it at the end of the night because you sit down with your husband and you guys make fun of everyone together and you laugh together and you can have it on and you also talk about your day and you feel really you know, connected and it grows your intimacy, like that is beautiful and keep doing that, right? Go for that. But if you turn on cheap reality TV at 10 p.m. out of a habit every night and you do that while you're eating crap and while you're scrolling social media and getting all aggravated by the comments and what you're like Aunt Susie's telling you about something and like it's not actually... (laughs) bringing you any sort of peace and energy and all of the things that you're you're seeking then cut it out right what brings you joy like what actually brings you joy maybe it's taking a bath to unwind maybe it's a night walk while your partner takes over the night shift and putting the kids to bed and you go out and you listen to a podcast or meditation and just walk around maybe it's gardening or planting flowers, starting an herb garden. Maybe it's a hobby that you have. Maybe it's, you know, a, a, a sport you've really loved to play. Like maybe you haven't played soccer in 20 years, but you loved it when you were in high school or college and you like join a women's league, or maybe you read a book for pleasure. Like I've started reading all of these, um, like spy novels of women, like female spies from back in World War II. I freaking love them. I love them. And my husband makes fun of me for reading them, but I love them because they bring me pleasure and joy. And I do them for me. I read them for me, not to grow my business, not to try to learn something. Girl, like I do them because it brings me pleasure and joy and I deserve to experience those things. And so do you. Joy is a powerful energizer. Joy is a a powerful plug for us to plug into when we want more energy and we want more power. It will refill our battery. So whatever it is, do a little analysis, take a trip down memory lane. Um, if you're wondering, hey, what? Like, it's been so long since I've done something that brings me joy. Like, think, what did you love to do when you were a kid? And try some of those things and just notice the energy that it brings you. It's not a matter of just dissociating or disconnecting or numbing out and scrolling and spacing out. It's a matter of connecting to a source of energy that allows your body to actually recharge. All right. I love this episode so much. So one, get outside, get outside, get some sunshine, fresh air, put your bare feet in the grass. Number two, move and nourish your body. Just move just eat something that's that's energizing for your system. And then number three, find something that brings you joy and do it. You're going to notice that you have so much more energy afterwards. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then just last thing, I guess, get your calendar ready for this Summer of Self-Love Challenge. 
Uh, a registration does open next week. It's absolutely free. You just have to sign up. I'm going to have a link all over the place. It's going to be in the show notes. There's going to be, um, it's going to be promoted in our Facebook group. If you're not in the Calm Mom Collective yet, make sure you go ahead and join there. And then, um, on my social media handles, I'll be giving information about where to sign up. So just go ahead, register for the challenge. And then starting on July 31st, I will meet you in your inbox every day for five days with a short little video coaching you and then giving you a, a challenge for that day to grow in your self-care and self-love. All right, my friends, I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of the day. I will talk to you soon. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Oh,